Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. I'm Taylor. And uh, we've got a little Film Stuffs crossover again for you folks. Jake S. Weissman, friend of the show, Film Stuffs Live, host, filmmaker in his own right. Uh, he's here. Say hi. What's happening? I, well, I said hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> he takes direction. That was like a like that was his subtle way of disobeying me was to say <laughs> something. Yeah, don't tell me hi. what to do. Yeah, I get it. That's all right. It's gonna be a good show. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we love the holiday season uh, on Bad Movie Brunch. I feel like uh, for the most part, that's when me and Katie really really shine like shine and dig deep because <clears throat> it's just a genre unto itself. Um, and I, I really think that it kind of reminds me of like horror in that respect where good or bad, I'm watching it and mm. like, it doesn't really matter. Like the content is the content. Uh, it's a necessary, uh, meet like genre within the medium. Uh, but you know, void, uh, of Hanukkah content is the mm. world. And, uh, that's why I wanted to call up both film stuff's boys since they grew up, uh, the opposite of our Catholic Anglo asses. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to see uh, their perspective on how Eight Crazy Nights was for them as well as it was for us. Because uh, outside of that, I don't know of any Hanukkah-themed films. It's all Christmas, baby. Christmas all the time. Uh, with, that, with, with all that being said, it's Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Anybody else want to talk? Uh, Uncut Gems might be a Hanukkah movie. No, it's a Passover no, it's movie. Passover. I, thought about, I, thought about, I thought about it today. I thought about it. I was like, I, that's how Catholic I am. Yeah. Oh god! Before no. Eight Crazy Nights, I believe there was a Rugrat special. Oh, yes. good call. Good and call. I think that, and compared. maybe a, a Simpsons episode, but it's not Hanukkah specific. It's like Krusty the Clown is Jewish, so they go through a whole thing. It's basically what we had was like Rugrats and the Simpsons. Are you familiar with Full Court Miracle, the Disney Channel original film? No, because that's like I don't know if it's I don't fucking for the life of me recall if it's set uh around hanukkah but i know it is this jewish like middle school is basketball movie i think the kit max keeble is in it i'm pretty sure oh that's cool like um i i was a fan of summertime switch which was not anything about jews but it was um the voice of the singing uh the singing voice for the lion king simba young simba and writer strong and i love writer strong yeah they did kind of uh parent trap type thing but it was a summertime switch guys live action yeah it was on uh like disney sunday nights that's wonderful world of disney that i haven't seen that i don't know what's wrong with you but it's also um i I think i've been waiting for that one on uh oh yes oh my guys taylor is is making me look like like a i'm fucking improving over here she's a (laughs) full court miracle is a hanukkah movie well played good and basketball there we go i'll have to watch that one what year? 2003. Oh, yeah. and what year oh. is this? 2002. 2002. Oh this is Disney's response. Riding the coattails of eight crazy nights, Disney. You felt the hype. Somebody. I mean, that's nice. That's really nice that they did that for, uh, what is it, Disney Channel? It was Disney Channel original. That's great. Yeah. And Max Keeble's in it? Yeah. Um, Am I r- double right? I have to know. The uh, viewers <laughs> must know. Is Max Keeble, Alex D. Lenz is yeah. Max Keeble. Oh, yes, dude. <laughs> Fuck yes. All right, I'm having a great night. How are you? Killing guys doing? the game, Luke. <laughs> um. So then, I think we should actually ask Jake. Is like, what was it like for this movie to come out? Did you see it when it came out? 
Um, were you very aware that you're like, wow, all I can think of in the movie to relate this to is they're at the um, fundraiser or not the fundraiser. That's the wrong word. It's the annual all-star banquet. banquet. And they're like, happy, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And they're like, woo. And then they go and uh, happy Hanukkah. And there's a small table that goes, woo. Happy Hanukkah. And I imagine that's what it feels like uh, in general during the holidays is, uh, is that moment right there. And I was like, oh shit. So I, I can't relate to seeing the movie. I did not see it in 2002. This is my first time watching it. Wow. And I also can't relate because I uh, grew up very, very, very Catholic. Got you. Um, well, what you described is the most wholesome, like best joke in the movie. You know what I mean? Like as far as where I'm coming from, you're right. That's that's what it's like. It doesn't even I was thinking about that joke today because it doesn't really fit in the context of the movie itself because mm-hmm. this world is like really split down the middle, half Christmas, half Hanukkah, um, which is really, really nice to see. The ice also, sculptures say so. The ice the immense ice sculptures uh do say so. And it seems to be very important to the film and has equal time. Um that being said, that is the best moment. It, you know, okay, so I'm coming from, how old was I in 2002? Fuck, 15, 16, and a huge Adam Sandler fan. I had seen every single Adam Sandler movie like in the theater. Then he has a cartoon, and it's a Hanukkah cartoon. And I can go see the movies on my own. This also came out the same year as Punch Drunk Love, which was like a big deal to me. And I saw that shit three and a half times in the theater. I remember seeing Crazy Nights with a friend. It ended after 80 minutes and we snuck into Punch Drunk Love and watched the back half of that movie. So like, this movie is really hard for me because for everything that I hate about it, there's something I genuinely love about it. Um, but it's like directly down the middle. And I was thinking about that and I was like, 50% is a failing grade. So that's what you get. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it came out. I mean, like at the time I thought, I remember being like, this is the funniest movie I'd seen at the time. And I was 10. So that makes sense. Um, Katie, what about you? Does that sell it? Does not just sell you in the room? Like Adam Sandler animated Christmas special and it's a musical. Uh, he's doing all the voices for the most part. Uh, and then the rest is the rest of the fucking Happy Madison gang. Uh, I, I hear Peter Dante in there. I, uh, is he? Is oh he? Is, is he the referee from Foot Locker? Is that he Peter is? Dante? He All is. Right, All right. Good call. Yeah, thank and you, he's thank singing you. like Adam Sandler. Yeah. At the skating rink today. Yep. Oh, it's gonna be a fun episode. Um, I have so much to say. Katie, hit me. How do you feel? Just preliminarily, uh, before I make you do a summary, like I always do. Oh, oh, preliminarily. Well, I my experience with this movie is. Um, I remember I was also a big Adam Sandler fan as a kid, and I remember seeing this uh, this film advertised on uh, DVDs and VHS tapes that I would rent from the video store. And even as a kid, I remember looking at it and being like, "I don't think this is for me." <laughs> uh, and when we've actually done an episode on this before, and um, uh, so I had watched it for that, and that was my first experiencing experience watching it. And um, I don't care for it. Uh, it's yeah. not for me. I, I, I like, um, be, because I'm, I'm such a sentimental little marshmallow, especially when it comes to the holidays. 
I I want my my holiday films to be warm and fuzzy and to have heart. And this movie sways between wanting to do the heart and wanting to be more edgy and funny. And it loses me. Uh, cause it, and it, but it looks great. All the animation studios did a fabulous job, but I just, I, I just can't, it is, is, is too cynical for me There's as a, a holiday there. movie. There's a lot there. Do you want to give the crowd who has maybe not seen it crazy nights? If they're, I mean, I, I can't imagine every, I mean, I assume everybody in the world's seen it, right? <laughs> I have. This is free on Amazon right now, guys. With you ads, have, too. Yeah, well, so you'll feel, worth, feel it's real nostalgic. It's really good for a Sunday afternoon. That's what I, I did. Sunday I afternoon did. on TV with ads. It's it's so built into my, like, into my fucking brain man like this this my brother brought this to the table and like it was the right era where it checked boxes for like i mean everybody in the house except for like my mom like because she's never gonna watch <laughs> that but she doesn't really care about watching much you know what i mean it was like adam sandler peaking i mean mm-hmm. and plus a holiday movie bang what else you know what i mean it's silly fucking humor that i'm sitting here cracking up over but the problem is is like all the stuff that doesn't age uh, would, uh yeah uh, we'll get to that katie okay I'll, I'll do my best so davy stone is a 33 year old uh man played by adam sandler and it, this is an <laughs> instance of ink suit actor where the animators made like the character is just adam sandler and he on the first night of hanukkah he gets wicked drunk and causes a scene and breaks those beautiful ice sculptures we were talking about. And he gets brought to a judge who says, uh, well, you're you're a delinquent. Like, you're a loose cannon. And he's about to throw the book at him when this teeny tiny man, also played by Adam Sandler, Whitey, comes to Davy's defense and offers him a job at working on this kid's basketball team. Because he used to be a big star at the Jewish Community Center basketball team when he was a kid before something. And <laughs> Davey, well, well, we find out what it is. We find out what it is. So Davey um, reluctantly signs on because if he if he doesn't behave well, then they're going to send him to prison for 10 years, which is fabulously vague. Like anything <laughs> he does, one law, they're just going to 10 years in, in jail. Boom. And he reluctantly goes along with this and hanging out, hanging out with Whitey and Whitey wants nothing more than to be recognized by the town and to earn a, a patch it is the 35th year that he can earn this patch and everybody votes on it and they present it at this banquet. And as the, as the movie goes on, there's this bit of a struggle between like Whitey, who's very optimistic. He's not Jewish, but he loves all the holidays and he's like wishing people happy Hanukkah and uh, his house is all decked out. And um, eventually they start to warm a little bit when, uh, so Adam Sandler's wife plays a character of a single mom who has a young son, Benjamin. And uh, he, one time Whitey is watching Benjamin and they're playing a basketball game and they get challenged by some (laughs) other adults at this basketball game and they play shirts and skins. And uh, Davey builds up this kid's confidence and they beat this team and they make this man eat another man's jockstrap. In retaliation for having to eat said jockstrap, this man burns down Davy's home, which is quite a bleep, 
But oh it also, my god! <laughs> but it also forces Davy to move in with Whitey and Whitey's sister Eleanor, who, like him, is short and has uh, feet of various, variously different sizes. And is also so, voiced by Adam Sandler. And is also voiced by Adam Sandler. The Sandman and, cometh. And they're all they're they're a very odd lot, but they're sweet. And uh, through living with him, li- living with them, Davy kind of warms up to them. But then they go to an ice rink where it's revealed that the reason why Davy doesn't do so well during the holidays is because his parents died on the way to one of his basketball games. And that's why he reacts so poorly to everybody who enjoys the holidays during the holiday season. And he causes a big scene and he yells at Whitey and he tells him that nobody in this town even knows that you exist and really breaks the poor guy's heart. And he uh, he just messes everything up, and he thinks about running away, um, and it, it just does this very self destructive thing where he runs into a mall, and he <laughs> sees uh, there's a song with a bunch of mascots from various uh, <laughs> shops that try to build him up because also Whitey loves the mall, and so the mall in this movie is like big, this big staple, big staple sanctuary. <laughs> It's it's, it's meant to be a very warm place. So like in lieu of church, there is the mall. And or or in in lieu of a synagogue, there is the mall. And um, the they kind of ask that they kind of give Davy the permission to cry and to get in touch with his emotions. And he he does, but he still gets in trouble because he broke into a mall. Mm -hmm. And he's about to be arrested and one more law. And he runs away and he's about to board a bus to New York, but the bus breaks or the bus there's, it rolls over attack and he, it's just right outside of the banquet. So he's like, I got to make things right. So he goes into the banquet and Whitey doesn't win the patch and Whitey is totally heartbroken and he's going to leave when uh, Davey comes in and basically chides the whole town about how here's a guy who's been sweet and has helped them out. And doesn't he deserve this patch? And he wins them all over. And in the end, Whitey is given the patch. And uh, um, the woman, the single mother that uh, that uh, Davy is has been chatting with with the son, there's some implication that the two of them are going to get together at the end. And so it's it's a happily ever after. And um, a great eighth day of Hanukkah was had by all. It's voiced by Mrs. Sandler, right? His yes. love interest. Yes. But everyone else throws their patches to him as well. Yes, the that's mall. true. Which that's is very kind true. of one of the nicer beats of the film. Mrs. Selman does with her one extra breast. Yeah. yeah all yeah, three yeah. of them on all of three yeah. breasts. Of course they would win before. You know, I they know were consecutive too. I, which I, I which don't understand. Was, which was yeah. nice. I, I understand <laughs> there's some cynicism. I understand there's some, some dark humor. There's some stuff that doesn't age. But tell me your heart doesn't break, Katie. Tell me you don't roll tears when the patch goes to Tom Baltazar instead of fucking whitey duval no because like this movie can't can't stand to have one sent like if they if it goes if it's sentimental for too long somebody has to break in with just a harsh joke or some fart humor or some fecal <laughs> humor or the stuff with the deer like like it just there's no uh, breathing room in this the film. deer's the deer's pretty rough like when he it, so he's a poops to call and then the deer is like when they have poop in their teeth that's pretty good this, yeah that's good Adam Sandler's sense of humor is a sensitive boy who grew up who couldn't have any of his feelings, so he tripled down 
-hmm. on cynicism comedy. And it's really funny to watch this movie because you're like, this is a Scrooge movie, right? Like this is Scrooge. This is a turnaround movie. This is the bad guy becoming good and you're really happy. But all you can think is like, they have lived in a world where they cannot express emotions so much that you have to make a joke within the next two seconds or you might actually feel a feeling. Yeah. They, that I, yeah. would be the, I think the essence of uh, of poor Adam Sandler's the, Eight Crazy Nights. The, the Scrooge thing is a very interesting comparison because Scrooge is a bastard for for like right off the bat. Like, wow, what an asshole this guy is. Like, like just the worst human being. And then he gets visited by the spirits and shocked out of it. The way that this is set up is that I think that early on we are supposed to like Davy. And the instance in which I think that we're supposed to start to like him is when the cops go to arrest him at the very beginning and he takes a garbage lid and skates on it like he's Sonic the Hedgehog down the snow. Like it, it's so it's like, man, he's such a bastard, but isn't he cool though? He is. No, he's not. No, so it's set up he's a little our bit. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, isn't he? No, so here's the thing. He is a snowmobile stealing no tis a season feeling kind of guy. <laughs> it's true. But it's like you're supposed to like, uh, what's the equivalent? What's in in Scrooge? Who's the the Cratchits? Yeah. You know, Bob, where it's like, Bob oh, Cratchit. and look at who's always been there for like Davy. Whitey like, and oh. Eleanor are both the Cratchits and Ti they're both Bob Cratchit and Tiny Town. Exactly. Mm. That's where the comparisons yeah. come to it me works. because it's like, uh, oh look at we're also you're wait scrooge you're you've not always been bad and then there's a sequence of watching his parents die and you're like great ah yes that is that's why they're so crappy i gotta, I gotta admit that like tell me tell me it's not it's, it's not like at least some sort of character growth he's being so nice after he's staying with the the duvals He's like he thanks that lady for the for the coffee and tells her to have a good day. Like that's a, mm -hmm. that's a midwest that's some midwestern or nice right there. Mm, I that's think not Davy Stone's normal stuff. He's turning into a better person. That's it's very because Sandler. Like I can change my entire character in a yeah, beat. Oh you. my have kids, a, the stinky kid. Let me give day. him a bath, and now I'm a good dad. Yeah, I mean he and he's good at it. I buy it every time. Mm. But or did you grow up with it? I'm a snowmobile. Well, and that's the no thing that I appreciate about um, Katie's uh, plot description is that what took me by this this screening, I've seen this movie a hundred times, uh, for better or for worse, and it is all plot. What you described is exactly what this movie is. There's no anything else to it. You can just mm -hmm. like you can bust through this plot in about six minutes, and that's oh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. And, and it's, it's nice in the terms of like, I was like, Oh, cool. Like there's enough keeping this going so that it fills up the 80 minutes. All right. For me. Um, even though I think that animated basketball is not all too interesting. Ultimately. Um, he has to show what a good athlete he is. I know, but it's also like a lot of fluff. I, I'm curious about that nut strap. You guys talk a lot about Scrooge. I always get a very Grinch. Uh, mm. from it and i wonder i've never really actually thought about the comparisons between grooge uh, scrooge and grinch yeah grinch, i, was just saying, I, I gotta um, think that grinch has to somehow but it's a little bit like, more linear in terms of like i don't like you something happens mm -hmm. now my heart grew three sizes that day that works. um and it. it and so it's that except 
it's um like i can't stress enough how how conflicting this movie is well look let me let's lay it out there for for people that if you haven't seen it there is there are jokes as we sit here and and all all, knocking on the door of the year of our lord 2022 like there are there are jokes that are transphobic in this there are rob schneider doing doing like mickey rooney breakfast at tiffany wow this movie's 20 years old yeah i mean you know, like there like, wow, is, though. Wow. there's the, the, the movie is one of its biggest runners and ends on this button is, is laughing at Whitey's seizures. It's bizarre. Um, like just like weird, weird choices. And like, I mean, there's like, we, we mentioned the deer with the shit in their teeth. There's a lot of stuff in there. That's just like, I mean, unforgivable it's, it's like and we, we canceled bad movie brunch canceled master of disguise because of, <laughs> because of, uh, brown facing uh sure uh like dana carvey like and be fucking snake charming and shit it's like ah you know what turtle turtle is not gonna save this flick maybe we shouldn't watch this anymore adam sandler um, is a painful thing because there's all of these great memories that i have watching these movies in real time and the casual homophobia and like just casual hate of a lot of things where it's it's simply there for a joke. The seizure thing is simply a joke, you but know. And like, I just keep imagining some poor kid with seizures, you know, watching this. Who's like, finally a Jewish movie that I can watch. But like the seizure, like, why is that funny? You try know, being, like try being, try being a, a chubby kid with the with the kid being called yeah. Jelly Jugs and needing a bra, man. <laughs> that, like, and I, that's I, the advertory I mean? secret with the bra. You know, it's like, aren't you a boy? Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> that was in the trailer. That was in the commercial. Sandler goes foul on this kid for eating everything in sight. That's like, right. you think my brother never said that to me? And he's a funny guy. And like, I get it. See, that's exactly what Adam Sandler's in the 2000, in all comedies in the 2000, early 2000s movies did. They doubled down for these poor boys who are being insulted by their brothers, their older brothers. And they decided that we'll take that like uh, cool guy, but also angry at the world, who's also an outcast. And we're going to make him the lead character. And then he's going to learn to be better while everybody learns to be better. better. And you're just like... Baddie's team loses because I want to see him cry again. You're just like, maybe you should have just, people should have just been nice. It's so fucked. No, it's- <laughs> it was that era, dude. I mean, it was just like, that was the, that was the move. I feel like if this came out today, 50 is, it's insane. This has a 50% critically. Like from oh, like, 12%. Oh, it doesn't. oh, I thought you said it was a 50. No, was that just I'm a lie? 50% on this movie for every, for oh, it's every a 12. bad, that adds up. no, you okay, see like for then. every transphobic joke, there's a Western animated film. For every hateful seizure joke, there is a Jewish thing for me to grab onto that's set in Vermont. My happy place when I close my eyes is New England in the snow at night. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. This movie animates it so beautifully. Mm -hmm. I love the animation. Like I love one-off weird Western animation. Everything on paper, this movie means a lot to me. And then you watch it and and pound for pound, it's just like, well, fuck, man. Pretty like, rough, man. like, like, fuck. You got none of this holds up. Fucking Music whitey. is fucking. Well, and also like though. it's it's this weird like fandom thing too that we all know about where Whitey was on was a character not only in Little Nicky played by Dana Carvey but also Whitey was a voice character on one of Adam Sandler's 
CDs. So it's like taking these things and building them into new stories. It does feel very like Avengers, uh, like of Adam Sandler. It feels like the Jay and right. Silent Bob Strike Back. Like it does it, feel like everybody's here for this weird like collection. Alan Covert wrote this shit, dude. Right. And and what we also have to talk about and is it's that the judge, he, right? Maybe, but none of these guys aged right. They're having serious trouble right now in are these the all news, Trump you, boys now like a like, lot of them are I think yeah. you know like Adam Sandler has been really quiet his entire career but he's been known to be I don't I can't speak for his politics or whatever but the people that he surrounds himself with I've been reading some pretty gnarly shit about and so mm. that's all I can say and that's all I'm willing I to say no idea I think I mean I don't know I know that I feel like I've heard his friends are pretty red, but that's that's all. I... If you Google Peter Dante, if you Google Alan Covert, you'll see some shit in the news that you're like, well, okay, interesting. So, um, I think oh. at the end of the day, money is money is money. Um, but also, like I, I think that's also why, you know, I could have I could enjoy Little Nicky, but then it's just like it's really hateful just for the sake of jokes and. At the time, that wasn't. I don't know. It's interesting to isn't think it about weird? it as like this twenty-year-old movie where, like, isn't we're it... just kind of looking at it through this lens of like, well, no shit, it doesn't. Like Jesus Christ, sorry. But, like, <laughs> but there's certain things that he brings to like his like his audience that I think, like, if you're if if this audience is one way and likes one thing, I feel like there's certain times where it's like there's exposure to things that are brought to uh, light that would never would never be like in the things you're watching or like normally accepted in the time period. Like the fact that like you have like the friends that are gay and big daddy and it's like, they joke about it a tiny right. bit, but it's not a big deal. And that's in the nineties. You know what I mean? Or like, or like the fact that you have this flick where it's like, I have next to no exposure in 2002 to any any sort of Judaism save for like my dad liked Fiddler on the roof and like, uh, like I mean, like your dad I, had good taste. I mean, he sure did. <laughs> um, but like before, like uh, before I moved to like like out of my tiny town in the middle of like Illinois, like I I had next to no exposure. Like I knew like fucking hey, you guys are the chosen people of the Lord, uh, you know. But I, so I'm that's told. True. That's uh, true. So I'm told. But I didn't I didn't know anything. Else. So ha to have a movie to plug into my already very full holiday film watching schedule that was like checking these boxes also like i knew nothing about hanukkah and i learned some shit you know what i mean not like it's necessarily this is the this is not the book of like here's the story of hanukkah but like it at least it at least like kind of put something out in the mainstream no. and i wonder i wonder if there's something to that like for better or worse like is that is it is you know jewish I mean? filmmakers making something that's not necessarily anti-semitic and that's cool but also mm -hmm. it's homophobic and transphobic and a lot of bad stuff there. you know what i mean so like at at what cost uh, uh, of course you know but that's like a prime example of just humanity as itself it's like when somebody gets the opportunity uh nine times out of ten uh we're not gonna bring the other groups that are being hated on we're going to push down uh them and make us better so that we can feel equal but now we are an oppressor it's like we're still doing that with all of that today where it's like uh dave Chappelle stuff that just all went over like it's like all these things that were still having arguments about that comedy will forever um be an argument because right. what is comedy is always the essential and i think that's i feel like we've talked about this before with what is it herbie halloween hubie halloween, hubie halloween mm -hmm. where it's like 
Katie and I will never, tr I, don't, I don't think we'll ever agree with an Adam Sandler movie because I don't have the sentimental value. I don't have, like, I can't imagine what it's like to watch Some a movie. hold up. Some. Yeah, but it's like, I and but that's where if I were to watch this movie in 2002 in the eyes of Jake, I can understand. It's just like when I watch a rom-com from... What's the one I hated that you thought I'd like? That you P.S. I like? Love You. I was like, wow. I love that movie. <laughs> every, every like, set, like... I literally, my family's planning a trip to Ireland and we were talking about it. And like my whole body can feel the excitement of being able to go because of a stupid movie. I don't know. So I'm also like, and I have enjoyed every Christmas movie I've ever watched and yeah. we will watch everything and, and devour it. And I That's will good. always get those feelings. More. So I can't imagine what it's like to not have any Hanukkah representation. And so that's where I'm like, I have to take a step back and say, Adam Sandler at that point in time had no idea the wrongs that he would have to write later on in his life that are about this movie. Like, you know, because it's like, yeah, that's not what it, he was focusing on. And, it, and, and, and like, we were all growing up with the fact that we could save many, like it is wild to me. And I cannot sit here and say, I never did it and said like, Oh, that's gay. And made that joke. It's like, we grew up in that. And I think that this, is a perfect instance. And I like to think that Adam Sandler was trying to create this like Grinch. Like, I think Grinch is a very good example mm -hmm. of like, oh, something bad happened to you. You bottled up, you hate, you hate the holidays now. And now you're going to be a mean person because you don't believe in humanity. We watch you try to grow. But I don't know if that man ever during his career actually experienced emotion and someone let him feel happy or sad and like uh paul thomas anderson did uh <laughs> i mean and and you see an uncut gems and the safties did yep yeah what about rain that, rain over me when he's I, crying oh, no. don't make me yeah. think about rain over me i mean it's, it's a thing it, exo it exists also click, friends, click is fucked up too. click is fucked up i haven't click watched click since theater ruined me oh yeah i called God. my dad That's after a i saw swipe. click yeah i yeah. saw that shit in theater and i was like this is fucked like um, i was like but what so, you say is what with talking about his friends and where they are now in their life, it's like it something tells me that when they all get together and they're talking about things, if any of them have a problem in life, they're going to meet it with a joke. Like I feel like that is how their lives are lived watching these movies. I'm like, oh my God, like what the, if one like, of your like kids the, had brain cancer and you guys would like make some joke about who it? Who are you talking about specifically? Like the audience of Adam Sandler? Like is that this is that's very damning things to say. I'm not saying I, I don't think it's a mean thing to say. I think that's how Yes, huh? You're just like, like I think you people, your fucking no. kid could have brain cancer I mean. and you'd think wait, it's wait, hilarious. Wait, wait. Maybe if you weren't interrupting me, I could finish the sentence. Yes, huh? <laughs> I think that some people in life don't get to experience emotions fully because they've been told to make jokes about it their whole entire life. And therapy was not a normal thing for everyone in this country. And I think that Adam Sandler's movies are an example of that. And the early 2000s is an example of that. And I think it is an example of what men have uh, experienced. Well and I, that's on a high horse, but I, I mean... That's, I get it now. I get I, it now. Okay. <laughs> I also think that like, and and again, feel free to disagree, but I do feel like a big element of the comedy of this time is in reaction to 9-11. 
Because I do think that like everyone was hurting. Nobody really was like ready to deal with that hurt. And so a lot of comedy like drifted towards this, this very like edgy punching down before you get punched kind of thing. Mm, That's when the old school, like that's when old school through wedding crashers is like 2001 through 2005. Todd Todd Phillips took over the world. And then 40 year old virgin came out the same summer as wedding crashers and kind of made things a little bit more humane at the time. At the time, at the time, there's a good deal um, of heart in those uh, Apatow features. Yeah, uh, even though probably even still as... don't. Oh That's, no! Here's but my still. thing: when when I was watching movies from 20 years ago, growing up, it was Blazing Saddles. Mm. So that in in okay, let me make this abundantly abundantly clear: I am not putting Blazing Saddles and Eight Crazy Nights in the same anything. So you kill right? you <laughs> killed Mel important to me. Tonight, I will I hope say that proud of a million times and a million yeah. times. They're actually saying something with they're saying something Jesus with Christ. Blazing Saddles. Luke, and let people I, finish. <laughs> I can, even though it's a hard watch now, I can sit here and talk about Blazing Saddles. You know what I mean? In the context mm-hmm. of it all, it, but it is this weird thing where until we were talking, it's like think about the movies from 20 years ago and how they didn't age when we were growing up, you know, like watching Peter Pan for God's sake, uh, Disney's Peter Pan. Like there's a million things Mm -hmm. that just don't hold up about it. Um, and uh, beyond that. So it is interesting. Um, I guess that's all I really have to say is like that. I like you can never tell 20 years from the future. That being said, Blazing Saddles was using hate in a different kind of forward thinking way while using gnarly language and gnarly situations. Whereas this is like just kind of flippant hate that is hard to, it's frankly hard to watch um, in Eight Crazy Nights. I think basically what I feel is it's like comedy will always have a harder job because it, that it never knows where it's going to have to toe the line and uh, people who are always making it up may, and like making the rules up aren't exactly usually the people who should be. And so that's where I feel like eight crazy nights gets a little bit. All I'm trying to say is it gets a little bit more leeway than I feel. I will always go back to 40 days and uh, 40 nights. Sure. <laughs> I think it gets wiggle room. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, because it falls in like such a such a genre, I think it has built in plays and then built in nostalgia for people that are our age, at least dudes my age. But and the, also but the fact of the matter is, it's like, oh, go ahead. I mean, sorry, I cut you off. Um, <laughs> well, all I'll say is that I did see this movie with my mother. And and like me and my mother went to go see Adam Sandler movies together, and we saw like Wedding Singer and Water Boy. And so this when rocks. this came out, like when they start dancing like Jews and doing the bitty bitty bum mm-hmm. thing, my mother was crying, like crying on oh. the floor. And like this, there's really some stuff that's really really specific that is really nice to see. And you know, I also saw Death the Smoochie with my mother. Like we have a sense of humor where we can do that kind of a thing. Um, but it isn't, you know, we don't have an elf. We don't have an elf. Mm. No, that's exactly. And this rocked my household too. Like my very Christian household, like my, we all loved it. And like, you know, I'm not standing by it now by any means, but I am really happy to explore it. And I do think that it has its place. Like, and it's a very specific one. 
I mean, the fact that we could not name another Hanukkah movie besides Full this Court Miracle, yeah, which is no, bang. Literally, have you seen it? Of course, Max oh. Gable's in it. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll say it right now. I want to claim Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. It's a story that I grew up with. It's an illustrated kids book. I have it with oh, me man. actually because it is my dream to be able to do it. And it's this old Jewish story about these this guy who like tricks a bunch of Hanukkah goblins into letting people use the temple again. And the illustrations are fucking fabulous. And it's ripe for a film. Um, can you can you tell me? Because that sounds amazing. Can you tell me? Like I feel like I feel like this whole Christmas to Hanukkah one to one thing was actually pushed by Christians. So like by that. So because I, I that's kind of what I thought about things out, and then like the more I actually like moved on in my life outside, like to so, cities and met people, it's like was Hanukkah like nearly as big of a deal to you growing up as Christmas was assuredly for me growing up? Yes, because because it's the same time and you get presents. So when you're Copy. a kid, like when you're a kid, you're a kid. It's winter time. It is one to one when you're a kid. Kind Got of. Got it. Okay. Okay, um, okay. The presents aren't as good, but there's eight nights of them. You do your thing. You know, there's sock night. You know what I mean? Like it's, sure. um, but then at the end you get all the good stuff and it's winter time. It's beautiful. Um, as you get older, you learn that the really important Jewish holidays are no fucking fun to celebrate and you can't monetize them. You can't monetize Yom Kippur. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, you know, like that's where you, I'm grieving you'll, for everything I've, I've fucked up. What? I just mean, you'll never be able to like, like uh, explain to me how they somehow flipped Easter and made that like, you know what I mean? Like how, well, how you got bunny and eggs out of like crucifixion shit, yeah. is some capitalist well, some shit. Vince McMahon shit. I'm ready to suit up for the XFL. <laughs> summer solstice or the, the spring solstice or whatever. Yeah. Like, isn't there like a, a thing that was combined with Easter to make it more of a fun has- spring fertility thing? Mm hmm. It has to do with like uh, uh, what's her face, some Roman goddess of fertility. I can't remember who it is. Mm. And around the same time as Easter, and it all kind of got conflated and stuff. And then, hey, if you can sell eggs, I, I guess like, like if you if I'll you can sell something, but eggs. I I you can't you can. There aren't a lot of good holidays to monetize in the Jewish culture. To be perfectly honest with you, it's kind of I never thought about it before this conversation. Never. I, I think about it all the time. Right yeah, I think about it all the time because I like literally wonder. I'm like, dude, and I have no context. That's why I'm so happy to hear. Simchas you Torah like, is a fun one, but we're celebrating the Torah, so like, got it. Fuck, are you? What, what celebration are we gonna do? Purim, well, it's like, is a, Purim is our Halloween. We can do some Purim stuff, but that's a really. It's about a very specific story about mm-hmm. someone trying to kill a lot of Jews and like the cool queen who saved all the jews well let me tell you um, man like now i'm like walking like now i live in west hollywood like you know what i mean like i'm yeah. walking in i'm walking to the new beverly uh when people are going like 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 all walking to to right if you're to, going to on a saturday afternoon well and it was during it was i was right there in the i think it was like night four or something right. like so like at, like all those streets everybody's just walking 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 and it was it was like you know, that's where I got the like you're not in Kansas anymore vibe for like for my little bumpkin ass. Um, but like that seems more like the religious aspect of it. And even as a Catholic, the religious side of it is not nearly as like fun necessarily. Right. Um, it's the uh it's the other stuff. But then like I'm driving past like on La Brea, like where my best buy and like Target are, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh and like 
they've got like a block party going with like music about like like pro judaism music and everybody's yeah. dancing and like they're like <laughs> like one two i'm proud to be jew like like uh. jamming and i'm like holy shit so maybe like they they love hanukkah this is a real so <laughs> i i didn't know like as an adult you said you left chocolate for your roommates is that like yeah it was actually really nice. I live with a couple of Jews, so we lit candles and stuff. I haven't really done that in a while. And then I was looking for candles at Target, and they had nothing in the Christmas section. They had just nothing, 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 except for some Hanukkah gelt chocolate coins. Does the and so I bought some. Does the excitement fade now that you're like, like in your 30s and stuff? Like, Is it as necessary? Like, Is that a holiday where it's like, oh, my God, the family must be together every Hanukkah? No. No, I miss, I miss them most during Passover. Copy. And like, well, yeah, usually Passover is one. Interesting. Do you feel like? But my thing was, it's like this is now turning into educational. The, uh, I'm the, here. I'm Catholics. like, this is for this is like literally for for like uh, little diddle people like us. I'm just like Jake. Uh, what <laughs> else? Uh, this is what growing up was like. What's your I, dick I, look like? <laughs> <laughs> You're Jewish. Um, that's um, yeah. Keep, sorry. I guess I just it's like, do you? feel jaded that it's like everybody gets a take off for christmas and then you're just like wouldn't it be nice if you could go home for hanukkah i mean yeah you know what's funny is that i come from a family because like you're talking about jews dancing in the middle of the street in los angeles right so los angeles right. new york city and jerusalem that's kind of like where Jews can dance in the street. Got it, right? got it, got it. Um, like we can dance in the street. We just don't anyway. I think like we will dance in the shul. It's fine. Um, so that's that. I, um, that's to that your question, <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of, I lost train of thought just for a no. second. You're just like, it's um, just so crazy uh, to think that no, it's uh, like, my, how much time we get off for Christmas to New Year's and that right. it's like, you never, I mean, there's so many holidays. This is just, it's like, we don't even think about accommodating. Just, right. I'm, I'm from Vermont. And so because it's not one of those three places, my parents had to forge rules at my school. So like, I love this. If already. I got in trouble for not doing homework on Yom Kippur, my parents would come in and throw a shit fit and be love like, it. explain to me why he's getting in trouble for da, 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 you yeah. know? So it was a constant fight. My brother who is of color uh, and a Jew in the middle of high school, his teacher said, there's no such thing as a black Jew. What and he's sitting, fuck? he's sitting there like, what, like what, you know, like this is, <laughs> this is the shit that you deal with. And that was a long time ago, you know, but okay. also that's the shit that my parents were like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. Don't fuck with my mom. My mom is like, Never would. Oh my God. Just in a million years, she's just the last person, especially when it comes to, and I know everyone says this about their kids and their moms and all this, but I have to say it about my mother that like, just like, don't come for me. Cause she'll fucking, <laughs> she'll, she's like changed laws in my, in my, state for me i just think it's nuts it's just nuts that we have a whole uh channel the hallmark channel that's just like devoted and i do not know the catalog very well of the hallmark channel but i don't think that there's a single one there's a really great meme going around that's like 
capitalism breeds innovation. And then it's just all of the Hallmark movie um, posters. It's and it's very the same funny. to white people <laughs> on the front of it. Melissa and I, Joan like, Hart. Yeah. And it's like, all you can think about is like, there are probably hundreds of Christmas movies at this point. I think Lizzie McGuire did this. Gordo uh, did Hanukkah, right? I'm like, did you guys watch those McGuire's? I just you made. tell me. I just yeah, feel he like did. He was no, I just want you we to watched, know. They also had a bar mitzvah episode too. Oh, that's like, cool. And that's the whole point is like you have to reach for these Disney. Uh, Judd like, Apatow too on Freaks and Geeks did a well, good job. With we had movie. um, it's not a holiday movie, but a serious man is one of the best Jewish movies like of all time. We do get a couple of Jewish movies here and there since then, just not holiday movies. Um, a serious man is such a good uh uh like representation and they have a bar mitzvah in that. And that's really one of my favorite sequences ever. Um, Uncut gems is one of my favorite movies because I do like, I like watching a scummy Jew, even though that gets to be really um, I've had many conversations about that with Jews and a lot of them don't like seeing a scummy Jew. I, on, on you know what? Headline, I disagree. <laughs> what a headline stands out. Like I've seen this like a headline, like review of uncut gems. It's like stuck in my head forever. And it's like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, an American Jew out of time. That's and I was like, weird. Oh, fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I was I, like, I haven't seen an American pickle yet, but I really did want to see that. I watched the guilt mm -hmm. trip with my mother finally. That was silly. Like, we had Seth, planned to watch Seth that Rogen, together. Did he like, would you consider him like the like kind of the torch pass? Because like before Seth Rogan, it was like only Adam Sandler in his, in his like Hanukkah song. And then like the, like the I, I've eventually. told you this anecdote before, but after I saw knocked up, I ran into um, friends in the theater, like afterwards in the lobby and he pointed at me and he goes, you want to, that's the movie you want to make. Right. And I went, uh, and I was like 18 or something like that, you know, I where it. like it's the casual, the casual stonerism and the casual Judaism of it all makes me you very happy chosen for a um, reason exactly like martin star is the only one who's not jewish in the household it's pretty good it's stuff really nice pretty to good hear stuff. it's just nice to hear and you guys i'm glad i'm not jewish <laughs> we I are too <laughs> <laughs> munich <laughs> I think this is like the this episode is going to be very hilarious because it's like okay we talk about the movie but we also uh, Luke and Taylor get a, a, a solid education. That's on what I was hoping for. Jewish holidays. I remember that happening the last time. People. It happened last time too. Be, and yeah. that, that's the point of it. And I'm and and Jake's responsible for more lost episodes in bad movie brunch history than anybody. But we did do this episode and I wanted it to be that way and then it, it didn't happen so. I think it's important, especially, um, yeah, we can, you know, we can talk about Katie's Jonathan Taylor Thomas classic, I'll be home for Christmas till the cows come home. I, but it's I, nice to I, learn I some people in here too. my roommate to watch it and he hated it. He hated it so much. He's like, <gasps> what is the point of any of this? And I was it's like, a rough yes. Flick. Yes. A rough flick, A sociopath's man. Christmas, I call that one. Oh, you just sold it. I never did see that one. Yeah, oh, you should check it out. And then my, listen to our b, &B. That was my first episode I ever did. <laughs> my favorite thing about that is that Disney Plus has a holiday section and they did not include it in the holiday well, section. That's how much that. that movie sucks. They are so pumped to have Jingle All the Way on Disney Plus. And guess what? For I am sure. too. You know what I mean? I'm right there with good. it. I saw it at the Bev last weekend in 35. And I like it was that was the first movie I ever saw in a theater. Uh, we did the episode last year, but it was nice to like kind of complete a loop and see it again in theater. It was very nice. Mm -hmm. 
in case we don't get to more Christmas slash holiday movies, Jake, what would be your favorite then holiday movie? Is A Crazy Nights it? Oh, Because you have so many to choose from? That's a really good question. A Crazy Nights, A Full Court Miracle. (laughs) You're only allowed to choose the juice stuff. What's up? The fact is that I grew up uh, with like you guys at a really fabulous time when you could only watch Rudolph on TV once a year mm-hmm. when you could only watch Frosty on TV once a year or Garfield and friends Christmas. Garfield and and I friends. used to, they used to just do it. I remember one year my mom surprised me and didn't tell me what was on. And it was, it was the Ace Ventura cartoon Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And that was my introduction to like the Ace Ventura cartoon. And I was like, it was on at night and I, it blew my mind cause I'm eight years old and it's like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. So I really love that. And I, I, for some reason, I didn't grow up with it, but I have this weird affinity for Emmett Otter. Um, oh, and, and, the, and the jug, and the, jug, the jug band or whatever. Well, and I, it might just be because I love the fucking outtakes. You they do boy. weird. Yeah, they do you. weird We're Muppet bold. outtakes. And um, it's the gift of the Magi, Emmett right? Otter, dude. It's oh. a really lovely. I only like Little Drummer Boy, Rankin and Bass, Catholic as fuck. <laughs> All right, no. Yeah, we didn't sing that one. I like to sing Pa Pum Pum, but I don't know the yeah, other words. Sing it. I can be in the background for that one. Uh, abs- dude, you you can be fucking Jesus. Uh, yeah, everybody's a Jew in that story. But yeah, I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is just like, that's it for me, man. That's it. I think the whole Rankin Bass catalog is where it's at. Year Without yeah. a Santa Claus is actually my my number one out of theirs. Um, d- kind of a dark horse. Is it your number one? My number one out of Rankin and Bass, definitely. You my know, number one over, overall, yeah. that's tough. I mean, I've already spun Christmas Vacation like five times already this year, so it might that's be fair. that. You've it's done so that in fire. real life, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Katie? You? Yeah, Katie. Uh, well... Uh, two traditions for every light there must be darkness so my light movie i would say is elf the one that i would stand by like i love that movie ray and i saw it three times in theaters when it came out hell yeah and the darkness is of course i'll be home for christmas good for you jonathan taylor thomas that's um when people talk about like die hard being their ultimate christmas movie i go to eyes wide shut really that's my christmas movie if i'm gonna pick like a weird off the wall christmas movie eyes wide shut is is there what about you taylor you're all wrong uh and the best christmas movie is the santa is the santa claus tim allen great great poll wrong Wrong! Uh, no it just makes me cry a lot it's very sentimental uh and i will have to say rudolph is also on the top of my list because um, literally I was on the phone with my mom today and she goes, and, uh, actually my stepdad was like, well, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is ready in the VHS. Nice. Like that is how loyal we are to Rudolph. We are not going to get the new DVD. No, no. we're going to rewind our VHS player that is still in our TV for no reason besides that Rudolph lives there. In four, three and bleached out. If you're talking about cynicism, though, I can't abide by this dickhead, skinny Santa and Rudolph. Everybody's so mean in that shit. It's like, like, you're that a Santa Claus goats for me. They also did Frosty, which is great. But like, do we, does anybody know that Twas a Night Before Christmas with the mice? It's only like 22 minutes long, but it's also Rankin and Bass and it's fucking incredible. No, 
I so don't I think know that, that the, but it did remind me of something else. Go, Stellar. Go I on. think Rudolph really was the the hit. I think Rudolph is only, everybody's yes. But I think you're the only person I've met who is of this age that could list all of the Rankin and Bass movies. Can Rudolph you? is at the top of the totem pole. I would. I'm I sure. Would I would say publicly. Yeah. Let's face what does Linus say about the Great Pumpkin? He's like, let's face it, Santa's had more publicity. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a cartoon called. So no, he was oh, not. Actually, Linus was Catholic <laughs> as all hell. There are two books that I was really obsessed with as a kid that are both um, Christmas specials. One of them is very, very well known, and the other one is less well known. But one of them is The Snowman. Yes. Uh, that's a big deal over in the UK, but the book, mm -hmm. like I used to watch it all the time and really used to watch that. And that's one of the reasons I think why snow time at night is very calming for me is because of that movie. Um, and then the other one is Burke breathed uh, a wish for wings that work, which is mm -hmm. Otis, the penguin Opus, excuse me, Opus, the penguin and Bill, the cat doing like a weird Christmas story. And that holds up very, very nicely. It's, I think both are on YouTube. I rewatched. The, the snowman recently and it has oh. such a beautiful atmosphere yeah and and, it, and it's so interesting because i remember uh reading the book or, or like looking through the book as a kid and then um watching it and it was like the first thing i think i'd ever seen an animation that was silent and yeah. it's always really stuck with me and it's just this 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 really beautiful little story and it kind of has a a little nemo kind of yeah vibe to it too like this kind of dream maybe kind of thing. And it's, it's haunting and it's, it's, it was always really painful by the end. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those That's ones true. where it's like, it's really, really beautiful. And also it's one of those works where it's kind of like, I go through the full gamut of emotions, the gamu, mm -hmm. uh, when I watch this half hour silent snowman cartoon. I, I lied. The best, the best rank in a bass one may be Santa Claus is coming to town. You Guys, just spent a long origin. time talking about the other one, so the I origin. don't know, man. <laughs> Mickey Rooney, boy, it's like it's clear. like it, he does them all. I know I trashed him earlier, but he's fine as Santa. He's allowed to do the Santa voice. Um, I, the, I, You're just proof nobody has seen these movies. It's a pretty good movie, man. I mean. It's a pretty good movie. Burgermeister, <laughs> Meister Burger. Don't get me started. I, I know like the character designs, but I never had Santa Claus is like the, the pleasure of watching them. It's like the Dark Knight Returns of uh, of of Santa Claus movies is or that a Santa Claus. No one knows what you're talking about. Right, oh, actually, I didn't know what he was talking about until he said that. Yeah. If that's <laughs> then Santa Claus is coming to town as Batman Begins. Okay. Okay. Um, and of course, what is it? And of course, of course, Kenny Loggins is the wise prophet Ezekiel. What is that in Dewey Cox? And he's like, if, yeah, and if, the Neil Young is the great godfather. If they're the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, shall we move on? Yeah. Uh, and uh, do we need to do extra credits or shall we sign off and end here? Because it's been a really, 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 really long time. Let's call it a holiday episode. Yeah. Great. Enjoy, everyone. I think that was our extra credits. I think you're right. For Bad Movie Brunch, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. And I've been Taylor. Oh, I've been Jake, though. Ah, there we go. <laughs> All right. And we hope you have a happy holiday if we don't see you before the new year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Ha Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Very inclusive. Happy New Year is what I was going to say. So. <laughs> All right. We will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what she's. I agree. You know what I mean? 
Uh, we it's, will. I finished it. Please. We will see you next time. <laughs> Episode's over. Now. And now. Okay. I'll end broadcast. All right. Cool. Woo.